Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Double O and decided it was time to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-duel. My name is Jeremy. Every time I imagine flamenco guitar, I think of Gerudo Valley, but that's not a flamenco song at all. I'm Tyler. What? It's a Zelda song. It's very good. Oh, all right. I can't music. I just, like... Flamenco guitar threw me off. I'm like, I'm not sure where that comes from. My name is Zach, be- by the way. Because it's three times more ferocious yeah. than a regular flamenco. Yeah, Zach. there's a lot of flamenco <laughs> in this episode again to build fighters. Um, it's rules. It turns out. I'm actually talking about that one flamenco bird Pokemon. The Flamigo? No, Oricorio. Oh, I hate that bird. <laughs> <laughs> We watched episode six of Gundam Build Fighters this week, A Reason to Battle, which feels like it could be the series finale in another world. I was going to say before we start recording, oh boy, I'm so excited to watch Reiji be depressed for half the episode. I was angry. Don't forget angry. I was just getting to the point where I'm like, man, I sure hope this isn't the whole episode. And then the second half of the episode happens and it's fucking rad. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, there is the early part of the episode where uh, Rinko is being amazing and uh Shipping as hard as she can. Yeah, I love yes. everything about Rinko in this episode. She's great. As usual, love everything about Sheena. Just keep doing your thing, Sheena. Uh. <laughs> One of these days, he will notice you. <laughs> I feel like he... Ha- like I, we talked about last week how Mao's like, oh, you have such a nice girlfriend, and neither of them... Objects? Yeah. <laughs> or say anything? Yeah. I feel like that- Mao asked them out for each other, and he was like, good wingman and bro. And Chino was like, yes. <laughs> So if you decided to start with episode six, Gundam Build Fighters is the story of Blue Oni Boy Say, whose dad was the very best, and by that I mean the second best, at Gumpla <laughs> seven years ago. And so Say wants to be the best at Gumpla, but he can only build Gumpla good. He can't fight them in the weird sci-fi battle. He's bad at video games. He's, yeah, he's bad at video games. Which he thought his fate was to hang out with a guy who likes Gians until he <laughs> met Radoni Boy, Reggie, who might be a genie. Or a vampire. Or a Power Power Ranger. Ranger, Or a prince from another universe. Or an alien. Or Or a prince prince alien from another universe. Or a hybrid of Plavsky particles. Or just not from Japan. Or just... He he can teleport, though. That's a little weird. Can you prove that? No, I guess. I mean, he could have simply dropped a flashbang into his face and run away. There's also Rinko, who is Say's mom. They run a model shop together because his dad is an anime dad. He went to join the Hunters Association and start the Evangelium Project. This is the one that feels the weirdest that his dad isn't around. Like, what is he doing? Is he dead? No. He doesn't feel like he's dead. He's doing business model gunpla. He's just an anime dad. It feels like Midoriya's dad. <laughs> he, although, at least Midoriya has All Might, his real dad, around. <laughs> Let's see, there's also China, who is Say's girlfriend. Mao said it, and he didn't object, so now it's true. There's Rawl-san. Just Ramba Rawl, just hanging out in this show. <laughs> and Ricardo I used to be, <laughs> I used to be Ramba Rawl, but then I was isekai'd into the normal, you know, the normal world. And I'm so Ramba Rawl, inexplicably. <laughs> and there's Ricardo Fellini, the Italian champ. And actually important, Yuki, the class president rival, who inspired Reggie to do Gumpla because he wanted to beat him at Gumpla. He got invited to become the chess grandmaster at the end of the last episode. It was two episodes ago. Was it two? Okay. Yeah, but he actually he withdrew from the tournament. They're in a tournament because, of course, they are. This is just one big tournament arc to enter the finals, so the, the world finals. Yeah, the entire show is a tournament arc, right? Pretty much, yeah. They were going to face him in the semifinals, but then in his quarterfinal match, he had withdrawn. So in the semifinals, they have to fight Gian Boy? Well, we haven't got there yet. 
that's this episode. Anything? Any other characters? Anything I'm missing? Uh, it's Pokemon rules out there. Uh, um, does Pop Idol come back ever? Uh, she's in this episode. Really? Is she? She's in the stands. But, oh, okay. Uh, she's not dressed as a Pop Idol. She's dressed we, as a cute girl. So we do know that uh, Reiji doesn't seem to understand how the world works. That is true. Reiji, he, also, he really likes bread. So we are watching episode six, A Reason to Battle. You can watch along on YouTube or Crunchyroll. Probably Crunchyroll because it's on there. It might be on YouTube, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> it has not been so far. Yeah, it's not when I'm saying this. So <laughs> we begin at school so that we can do th- Gundam Build Fighter's favorite thing, flashback. So Say is running through the halls. When we get a flashback to after the credits last week, where, as I just said, Yuki is not here. And Reiji seems like he's on the verge of a total breakdown. That's the entire and reason he's been genied up. here. He's here to fight, and there's no one left to fight except this Italian dude. So say blasts into the student council room and immediately demands Yuki tell him why he's bowing out, but it's Gonda who looks nothing like you. <laughs> why does it seem like everybody in these shows does that? Like, they'll start asking questions like, why Why would you do that? It's like, why they're are not, you? I don't even look remotely like this dude, even from behind. They're not even in this room. What are you doing? <laughs> To be fair, what's Gonda doing in this room? Staring at the window, brooding? Uh, I figure it's like he's a member of the same club, this club, so. This is the student council room. And like, why are you there alone staring at the window? I was going to say, he just, after lunch every day, he writes a haiku what? in the student council room. Isn't he also part of the student council? Because we saw him. Yeah, Gonda's ragey. part of the council. Yeah, we got we saw him giving ragey crap in the second episode. Yeah, but what do you, why is he here alone? This is not a student council meeting. He's writing a haiku. I just went over this. Where's his paper? In his head. The student (laughs) council meeting just ended. He knew Say would be here, so he he is like, I'm going to wait so I can dump some exposition on him. This exposition being President Yuki isn't here. Also, captain of the model building club, Yuki, isn't here. They are the same person. No, they're totally different people. You saw what he looked like when he slicked his hair back. Oh, that's a good point. But he's taken an indefinite leave of absence from the school. Dun-dun, opening theme. (laughs) Honestly, pretty good, although as we discussed at the end of the last episode, if you didn't watch that after-the-credits cliffhanger... It would feel a little bit out of left field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I did the first time I watched this. I felt like I had missed an episode, and when I saw the after-credits thing, I still felt like I had missed an episode. (laughs) That is a good question. Why is Gonda there? Does Gonda even have a gunpla? What is he even doing in this world? He had a gold sumo. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot he got his ass kicked because then Yuki showed up to be like, and I'm your real challenger, firing fireballs. A new challenger has appeared. Oh, no, we've talked about this before, but I'm a little sad they didn't go wilder with the models in this show as compared to Build Divers. I mean, Build Divers is three iterations later, right? Yeah. And I mean, you look at the main character's mobile suit, the double O stuff. It's just basically the double O riser with a couple of bits sanded on but there is it's not a whole lot different i guarantee there will be no tequila gundam daniel custom in this show (laughs) i know that that uh one like samurai looking one is pretty close that's fair so say and reiji have retreated to say's room to brood but reiji who is not in touch with his feelings is just like i don't care about this at all he's just a quitter who runs and i don't care you and can tell I don't care by how often I'm bringing up that I don't care. <laughs> and so he's just like, he ran. He's too afraid to face us. I like how... I can't believe I wanted to fight a loser. Like, this says, I think, a lot about Rage. Like, he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't know exactly what's going on. He feels like... 
it seems like he feels really betrayed by this. Like he feels personally mm-hmm. betrayed by this. I really like this dynamic because Say is a like unreasonably mature middle schooler, especially for anime. And so it's real interesting that by contrast, Reggie acts very much like a middle schooler, just being like, oh, no, I don't even care. Who would even want to care? An idiot. You know, you know what's dumb? Feelings. <laughs> you know, my favorite part about this is that Reggie's reading a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, well, thanks to that, we're a step closer to winning. We're going to be all good. And Say is like, hey, Reggie, I think that you're just like not in touch with your emotions. And Reggie's like, you're not in touch with your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it really comes in where it's like Reggie personally feels betrayed by this. Like he personally he, betrayed. Like he did something to Reggie's family. Yeah, and specifically says he gave up on honor and pride. And like that actually I think is going to be a recurring thing with Reggie. Well, he's well, already, already talked about it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's already come up a couple times. So Reggie storms out being like, never talk about our son again. <laughs> and yeah so he's he like kind of changes the subject of like the next one's the semifinals let's win that and then just ragey leaves and say kind of gives the side like man he is exhausting to deal with sometimes why did they get involved with this right oni cut to the semifinals where as we know from the last episode they're against gian boy suzaki who has built a greater gian with more gian to it this thing is so stupid. It's got oh, two shields now. I love the double rocket launcher shields. What could be? It's the perfect defense. Two shields that are his weapons. It's now the Gian Giagian as opposed to the Giagian. And so in this fight, like Reiji's still not in the right headspace here because, like, he actually gets hit. Well, he takes it on the shield, but he loses the arm for it. And not just the he shield. gets really mad at this. Every other time we've seen Reiji, he's been kind of happy-go-lucky when it comes to a lot of this stuff. It hasn't really bothered him over much. But here, he he is really furious at this. Like, misplaced anger. Yeah, he's even like, ah, you're not even a worthy of match for me. As he closes in and manages to defeat the Gian Giagian. Which <laughs> Suzaki reacts like he is an anime character. <laughs> as his mobile suit is cut in two. Although... I do actually like that it's Suzaki here, because a lot of times you forget about these characters who are supposed to be a big deal at the start, but he made top four. Yep. I mean, he would have made top eight if Yuki were here, but that's still pretty good. And uh, Yuki did when they first showed up, like he did mention, was surprised that Reiji had beaten Suzaki. So like, this kid is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, but most of the times shows just forget those characters and they just become jobbers forever. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of uh, how the first... Yu-Gi-Oh! series handled it like Rex Raptor and Weevil are supposed to be like top players but they get immediately wiped at the beginning well and then they the become Beavis and Butthead no wait let's go back a second jobbers yeah that's a wrestling term what so basically their job is to show up and make the other guy look good yeah okay okay they're wrestlers who basically always lose gotcha so they do the job they're jobbers that I'm makes pretty sense sure Jeremy has used that term because I've started using it because of what Jeremy has told me well, it's it's like the person who uh, exit. It's Nappa. It's like a Tien. Um. Yeah, like, yeah, it is more Tien. Tien jobs for Nappa, so that feels like a big deal when Goku trounces him. Exactly. Okay. Later on, that becomes Vegeta's job. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Vegeta. Yeah, um. that, that, I mean, it's still funny that Vegeta has never actually lost to Goku. Just everyone Goku's beat. Just everyone Goku has beat. Just, just by transitive property of a fight. 
Like, they fought, like, directly, like, twice, and Vegeta won both of those. It's actually, what you don't see off screen is that Goku and Vegeta play chess a lot, and Goku always wins. I'm sorry, Shogi. That's because Goku doesn't know how to play. Exactly, and therefore he always wins. I feel like Vegeta would not either, just because he is an alien. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I feel like he wouldn't have the patience for Bulma to teach him. Uh, Sasaki is talking about how next time his Gian will get revenge, but the main characters are too busy commiserating over how beat up their strike build strike got beating this jobber. And Reggie's like, hey, sorry, I let my guard down. And Say's like, hey, I think you like might be having emotions. Do so you want to talk about it? And Reggie's like, nope, some guys would rather, literally rather fight monsters with a giant sword than go to therapy. Bye, I'm going to go read Berserk. <laughs> <laughs> So Ron Baral is like, it's good they were able to advance to the final round, but Reggie seems kind of off. At this rate, I'm not sure they can win the final. Who is the final even against? Do we even know uh, by the Right end of this now, episode? I do not think we know who we, the we, final is. We dude. get his name, and he is so unremarkable. Neither of you or I can remember. <laughs> but I know we get his name. Sheena points out specifically, because she apparently now is friends with Raw. Like, they're, they're their cheering section, basically. And she's saying maybe he's really bothered by the fact that the president withdrew. I assume what is happening is Chino shows up and Rawl shows up and Chino's like, oh no, it's that weird old man. And then the weird old man stands next to her. I feel like at this point, it's probably just happened consistently enough. And he is at the shop when we we know she goes to the shop. And the fact that Ramba Rawl seems to have a sixth sense slash teleportation field whenever a gunplay battle is happening, that he's just always around. So now she's like, okay, he's the other guy in their cheering section. Yeah. I got isekai into another world, and now I'm this model builder kid's head coach. Yes. <laughs> I was pretty say, much, like, look, he's always there. Well, and he's even here, like, Reggie needs to get past this personal issue if he wants to win. Very head coach-like. <laughs> I feel like their relationship now is, like, Chena is fine with him in the venue or the model shop, but would be freaked out if he showed up That's on the fair, street yeah. at night. <laughs> but she's, like, comfortable well enough that, like, when a random Gundam question comes up, she can ask him and feel comfortable about it. And Rumberall does point out that he thinks that Reiji probably knows it. And I do get the feeling that Reiji does realize that he's having this problem and he realizes what the cause is. But he's a 14-year-old and so he cannot deal with it. Yeah, he doesn't actually know how to deal with it. He's got Bakugo syndrome. Die, plaque, die. Cut to PPSE. That's an acronym. Where the Zaku Amazing is doing a shooting gallery based on the Jaburo infiltration i recognize this from journey to jabaro i do like its revolvers although later on it it looks like he's got single actions for some reason more firepower that's not how that works anyway he scored the best anyone ever did score on the shooting gallery 98 percent in 30 seconds the very best like no one ever was that puts him at the best here but not the best overall you can actually see he ended up at like 10th place overall hmm and Alan comes in and is like, ah, oh, you even did it with your own Gumpla, not one of our rentals. You really are the best. And so apparently they'll have to choose you for the name of the third generation, whatever exactly Which that is hap- means. Okay, I'm going to say, I know Gumpla battles have existed longer than the tournament has existed, but the tournament's only existed for eight years and he's already the well, third the, generation. The thing is, it, the tournament has only been around, like, this is the seventh year, because this is the seventh tournament. And this technology's only been around for 10 years if i remember right they've already gone through three grandmasters to be fair the first one is canonically supposed to be the first one in real life who was building gumpla before and the majin before gumpla battle okay existed and we will oh here's the head of one of those dojos then (laughs) and we will get backstory on the second majin but like they're playing pronoun game hard here and i don't know if it's bad translation or just 
them not knowing what to do with this. <laughs> but Yuki starts to walk out, and Alan's like, where are you going? And he's like, don't worry. I will be back in time to be crowned. <laughs> anyway, I have to go whip and a middle schooler's butt. Alan is like, all right, that seems like fun. And then Alan comes off and watches anyway. So. Well, he's like, this is what you wanted, too. So whatever exactly is going on is something that apparently that guy, at least, believes that Yuki wanted to happen, which doesn't seem to jive with what's been presented from him so far. No, Yuki, the tea has laxatives in it. Okay, this is just a dumb joke, but I've started watching House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff. I'm sorry. Oh, it's good. Okay. At the end of, like, the, the fourth episode is basically just bad sex decisions. That's what they could have called the episode. <laughs> so it ends with one of the maesters bringing the main character, the princess, uh, some tea. And she's like, uh, your father asked me to brew this for you. It will prevent any unintended consequences. Okay. So the fandom has started calling it Plan T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> So I didn't quite put two and two together with this particular scene here originally. You have, you have to rewatch it yeah, to notice. I didn't either. Th but this is him building the new one, right? I thought it was just him like working on repairs, which I thought was a little weird that he was going back to basics for like all the way back down. Yeah, say he's no, building he's, a new Gumpla. He's, he's totally building something new. And thinking about how if they'd faced Yuki in the semifinals, they probably would have lost. Because of how off Ragey was. I think he thinks even if Reggie was on, they would have lost. And that's why Reggie's upset, because he doesn't feel like he won. And they're like, we thought we were going to lose going in, but we didn't think like winning by default is worse than not getting a chance. It's, it's the exact opposite feeling that uh, we saw Sasaki expressing, who was super happy that he got to win by default. They're like, we want the reason why we're here is we wanted a challenge. Well, especially since Yuki specifically was like, hey, I want to fight you. Let's do a fight. Well, and that was like their whole motivation for being in the tournament. Yeah, and the win isn't really what they want. It's the fight, right? Like, that's the thing that they actually want. They want the challenge. Well, the, especially Reggie, who is a red oni. That's his whole jam. We cut to Reggie laying in grass, thinking about all this stuff, being like, I came to this world to fight with toys. What am I even doing? <laughs> but uh, then here's China. <laughs> yeah, cut to wiggling, excited Rinko being like, I say your girlfriend's here. <laughs> She's so adorable. <laughs> She's so excited for her shy boy to have a girlfriend. Yeah, I, she is, I love her right here as Say is talking to uh, China. She is easily the most animated character in this scene, and this is hilarious. Yeah, because they're quiet. Anyway, China has come to borrow their air compressor slash airbrush and says, like, hey, you're pretty good at painting. But apparently she does it for art school. Which don't makes you sense. normally have to? Shouldn't you normally wear a mask when using those? You should. Yeah. Lots of people don't. And let me tell you, your lungs hate you the next day if you don't. But that's my secret, Captain. My lungs always hate me. <laughs> I've never used an airbrush, so. And if the room is properly ventilated, you don't need one. And theirs might be because they're in a specialty store. But anyway, so they, they're talking about Reiji. He's apparently been gone for like a week, and says like he's obviously bothered about the Yuki thing, but he won't talk to me about it. I do love the fact that says like he's a complete open book. Like, <laughs> and he remembers that time Reggie almost didn't show up, and say was like, "Well, that made sense because he wasn't in the Gumpla battle." But then my coach told me he was secretly training at like a random bar <laughs> with uh, with an Italian guy, yeah, with the Italian champion. <laughs> so he's trying hard in his own way, and I want to support him because we're friends. Shonen. Man, I'm really sad Graymaker isn't in this show. <laughs> <laughs> His voice actor is. 
And yeah, so he's just kind of summing up what we've been talking about. Like Yuki, he wanted to fight Yuki the most, and now he's not gonna be able to. And she was like, "Is he gonna quit?" And says like, "Never." I mean, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass because I'm an anime character, but <laughs> but I think that gunpla is something that he actually wants to do now. And she was like, "I'm jealous." And says, like, about my relationship or about him having something that then, he's so passionate but about. But he turns around and his mom is, like, looking <laughs> through a crack. I love... Rinko is great. Yeah, it's like, devious smirk she has. And she's like, no, please continue. Ignore that I am here watching. No, it, it's not a devious smirk. She's just got, like, this big old, like, smile. Like, look, my little man is growing up. Well, to which say is, like... Go away. And Rinko's like, just pretend I'm not here. And he's like, I can't. You're staring at us. Your eyes are starred. Ah, Rinko is great. Like every character in this show. But we cut to the mall where Reggie be moping. He's not even stealing bread. Well, he learned his lesson. He walks by a Gumpla Gumpla battle shop. Against a pair of Ashimar and a Jinx. What kids want these two models? <laughs> like, the Jinx, like, I could see an enthusiast wanting a Jinx, but, like, if I'm looking at a bunch of model kits, the Jinx is not the first one that jumps out of me, and I don't even know what an Ashimar is. It's from Zeta Gundam. If you don't know what it is, just assume it's from Zeta Gundam. Um, <laughs> That's fair. I like, you mentioned that before. Or age. No, age, there's nothing from age in the series. Okay. It was too new. So gotcha. they were forbidden from using it. Weird trivia, they could use stuff from the first half of Gundam 00. Nothing after that wild yes so like they couldn't use the uh the riser or the like the truidium correct but they could use the exia or the jinx wait the jinx is it shows I, up at the end of the first yeah half. it does show up at the end of the first half yeah but like i buy all the people in ramba Rawls bars being like weird enthusiasts that just mm-hmm. make xeon suits i do not buy these two kids using a jinx and an ashamar unless and they're not, like rentals of some kind unless double is happening right now no, I still don't see a kid wanting a, a Jinx over... An Exia. An Exia, or even, like, a flag. Because the flag is a more impressive design. The Jinx is kind of just, like, a big... It, it's kind of bubbly. <laughs> bubbly. So Reggie turns away, and a wild rumble roll appears, as he is wont to do. And he's like, are you looking for a challenge? And Reggie's like, who would want to fight like a little kid? I'm not a bully. And Rob Roll's like, that's right. Even though you only started two months ago, you're a finalist in the tournament. It's no exaggeration to say you're on a, you're world class. Uh, by definition, I think, because he's almost in the world tournament. So Yeah, but then, I think that's what he's saying. So Reiji kind of looks like he's refuting what Say was saying before about not ever quitting gunpla battle. Because he's like, you know, everybody's so serious about playing with these toys and whatnot. I can't believe it. I can't get my head around it. Rawl's like, don't you enjoy it? And Reggie's like, no, Baka, you enjoy it. <laughs> he's not like full Sundari, but it's very Sundari mindset of clearly he is like trying to externalize. He's trying to pretend he doesn't like it to deal with his frustration at Yuki quitting. And it's actually really well done. I do really like the fact that Ron Baral points out like you can quit if you like. Like this is a hobby. You don't have to do any of this. We're not in a war or anything like that. You can quit at any time. Although that's, he also then leans into it. like, and that's why I think that's so cool that people do take it seriously because it is a hobby. Yeah, which has a lot of resonance to, for me personally when we're doing this, especially when he's like, unlike in like Mobile Suit Gundam, it's not like we're at war and have big stakes. And I have been worried with us covering Gundam Build Divers that there's not a lot of philosophy in Gundam Build Divers for us to dig into, right? Or even though we really like the characters and even I think Reggie's psychology is really good here, it's not like Kira and Setsuna where we're really digging into them. Uh, I mean, this is important anyway because like taking your hobbies seriously, 
I mean, yes, it is a hobby you can quit at any time. There is that level of, like, you want to be good at your hobby. I mean, I'm a terrible painter with my 40K guys, but I want to, like, I still take the time to try and make them look nice. I take it seriously. Yeah, and I really like that, because obviously we are taking the show very seriously <laughs> is where I was leading, doing this podcast. And I take Gundam very seriously. And this is the trick of every sports documentary and story, right? They're not world stakes. They're highly personal stakes. But yep. you can get more drama out of that sometimes. And it's amazing that Ron Baral can say it. That's the point of this show. And it can work. <laughs> I think it is one of those situations where it's when you get to like a large scale world class stakes, when it is like the world is on the line, the stakes are weirdly too big. When the world is on the line, you kind of know what's going to be the ending. And then you get to Gurren Lagan, and you have no idea anymore. <laughs> well, you still know, generally speaking, the heroes are probably going to win because otherwise it'd be too depressing of an ending. Whereas when there's smaller stakes like this, they can fail and the story is still satisfying. I think you likened this actually earlier already to a sports anime, Jeremy, and like it definitely has some sports anime vibes, right? Yeah. Well, this is Coach Rawl coming in and giving the yep. giving him the needed pep talk. Yeah. And this is, like, he's talking about why sports stories work here, like I said. Which is weirdly meta. But. Yeah. yeah, but it works. I love these, like, two random characters we'll never see again. This father and child adjusting their glasses in the in same unison. way. Looking at a uh, diorama of a RX-78 going up against a... Why am I... Hygok? No, it's not a Hygok. Zagok. Zagok. And we see the kid who won celebrating his victory over a Jinx. As that Robert wasn't Colossar, was it? No. Like, it it had some Colossar energy. Right? Okay, I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. As Ron Barral is like, because it's not serious, people can take it seriously. I sense much seriousness in you. And he's, then he turns and like, oh yeah, just like that guy over there. And it's Yuki. And Reggie gets the widest eyes as we don't get an eye catch. <laughs> how exactly has he been looking for him? Like, how did both Rambaral and Yuki happen to run into Reiji at this mall? Reiji's sunglasses are actually a tracker, and everyone knows that he's always wearing them. No, it, it, he's accidentally broadcasting Reiji is here from his sunglasses to the sky like the bat signal. Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 6 of Gundam Build Fighters with us. It's that time of year where we're... You know, catching up on everything and very busy otherwise. So I don't have a whole lot to plug right now, but we are getting together literally tonight to record a very fun bonus episode for our Patreon for the month of December in addition to doing our end-of-year wrap-up. So next week-ish, look forward to hearing probably one of those. We'll see. We'll see. So sometime in the next, like, soonish. Other than that, hey, I hope everyone had a good year. I'm just thinking about the fact that 2022 is almost over and freaking out a little bit. But in a good way, question mark. Yeah, I don't know that I have anything else. Uh, this episode is rad, so maybe go enjoy that. Um, also, I've been watching Bochi the Rock, which is very fun. So consider that my official plug for this episode. Go watch Bochi the Rock. That's, that's actually my plug. Okay, bye. Flamenco. We get back from the eye catch and Reggie is running as fast as he can to Say's model shop where he interrupts the nice date that Say is having with China. And there's they're still in the uh 
compressive yeah, like ra- air, airbrush room. Reiji runs in and breathes in all those nice paint fumes. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, hey, give me your gunpla. I- I'm sorry, I might damage your gunpla. This final round is so close. And I might break it. But please, I need it. And please. Like, it, it, his desperation here like really drives home the fact that the reason why he... Like the the desperation and the the rage in the early or not desperation at the first part the like depression in the first half of the series now he's desperate like I have my chance to fight this dude I need this thing please man do me a solid he could have just said hey Yuki challenge me and that would have been a lot more succinct I think like he doesn't want to admit it kind of like he's still in a weird headspace about it he doesn't want to admit he's so excited about it in the same way he didn't want to admit he was so disappointed that's fair but, but say has already figured it out and he's like hey. I told you, I built the build strike for you. What you want to do with it is what's important. I, I think the other thing here is, especially from when he shows up the first time, I think in this case, Reiji actually thinks that the tournament itself is more important to say. That's fair. Which makes sense because that's what Say's goal was, right? With his dad and such. But Say, who has already figured all this out, is like, hey man, I told you, I built the build strike for you. Like, if you want to use it for something, it's yours. Um, but I'm coming too. I'm not going to miss you fighting Yuki. This is what we were all about, right? Also, I'm bringing my plus one. <laughs> well, I mean, Reiji brought his, so. <laughs> he doesn't know that. No, I think at this point, he just kind of expects Rambaral to pop up. I like that they did not explain this to Chena on the way, apparently, because we cut to the school auditorium where Chena's like, why are we at school? <laughs> and she looks very concerned. But Yuki is there. And Chena is like, hey, Yuki, could you tell us, like, why you bowed out of the tournament? But Say and Reiji are like, no. We don't need to know. We'll settle this like men and learn through combat. Anime style. <laughs> well, I that's what Say says. Reiji is just like, I don't care. He's here now to fight. That's the important part. So Yuki Yu-Gi-Oh's up his hair as they set their bases. And they go to field one, space. Which I feel like is not a very good environment for either of them, but... I feel like it's a pretty good environment for the build strike. Although we do see that his Zaku Amazing has been equipped with the... I, I believe it's the Tall Geese's Dober gun. I think it's just like a big rail gun that a lot of Zakus have. Yeah, I was to say, a lot of Zakus have that gun, which is what inspired the Tall Geese, I think. Okay, I don't. I just haven't seen any of them. Although I guess it doesn't have like the shoulder pad that the Tall Geese does. So immediately as Yuki launches, he starts dodging beam fire. So the build strike charges up to full power, which Yuki, of course, also dodges and sends a barrage back. And, uh forces Reiji to block it with the shield. So oh. he's got a bit better of an accuracy rate than Reiji does. Did we mention that Yuki's theme song is playing right now? Oh. Because it's heckin' rad. Yeah, <laughs> it is one of the best themes in Gundam ever. Uh, we get some great Vulcan use to counter some good missile use. Okay, that animation of his Zaku Amazing coming through the smoke of the explosion is well, great. Like the momentum that he's building up behind his arm swing for the hatchets. Oh, it's so this good. fight animation. <laughs> it's so good. Just, mm, you paused here on a yep. on a shot of him grabbing the, the Build Strike's gun and just crushing it. And the way it deforms. And it's so cool. I love this fight so much. Yeah, this could easily be the last episode. That's how good this fight is. It's not. We like, have 20 more. Like, seriously, <laughs> budget went into this fight. Only one of them is bad. Yuki takes both the gun and the shield, slashing the shield in half. But Reggie kicks him, and Yuki's like, ah, oh, he's good. <laughs> because of the kick. So then they both fly away from the gun as it explodes into, like, the... the twin like tails of light tracking yeah kind of like I, the uh i actually really like fights like this where you're just getting like snippets 
like yeah, just the little snippets of okay, the build strike swinging at saber, they clash a little bit more, and then you see the like the Zaku amazing swinging back at it into like the build strike firing the Vulcans at him. Because just those little blinks give you so much information as to what's going on in the fight. You don't have to show every by blow. It's the same thing as why I liked the uh, the like slideshow of the original airing for Gundam Seeds fight between Athrun and Kira. I feel like letting you fill in is kind of the the Hitchcock thriller thing. Let the audience don't show the killer. Basically, let the audience fill it in. It's more effective that way. I often don't like it, but it's super effective the way they do cuts in this because like the two trails of life will veer off in a direction and then we'll cut that way to a close up. And it's really, really effective and cool, especially with that flamenco music in the background growing more and more intense. Well, this is the first time that we get a full rendition of it, too. Okay, so that was the shot where I was like, there, there's a shot of the, of the Zaku Amazing that looked temporarily like it was a single action, like it was firing and then having to cock the hammer, but it's not doing that. At this point, Yuki and Reggie start anime telepathing at each other, talking about their motivations. Where Reggie's like, I thought you backed out. And Yuki's like, I apologize. I can't share my reasons. And Reggie's like, well, it doesn't matter now that I get to fight you. And Yuki's like, plus one. <laughs> I, I don't feel like they're they're not actually like telepathing at each other because they're literally standing yeah, across the yeah. page of a uh, of a table. So they're actually talking to each other. There's an incredible shot of Reggie using the hip uh, beam rifles that the strike or the I'm sorry, they're definitely inspired by the strike, but that the build strike has. But and Yuki dodging and them hitting smoke. And it's it is exactly what and he says what Ron Barol said earlier that gunpla is for is played for fun and that's why people are taking it seriously but then reggie takes a couple hits and, and he looks over at say like i'm like is he gonna call me off and it says like hey i'll fix it no matter how many times it breaks do your thing i trust you Gambate. so he without a shield or beam rifle draws both beam sabers which always looks rad when a gundam does because it's so rare i love the damage that they show like on the, the face gun, plates on the a little messed head. up yes the stakes feel so much higher because like Murdoch was a character and we liked him. Right. And like the build, the strike could be out of action for a while, but like say has to spend time and we might have to watch him model. If <laughs> I'm like, again, I just want to emphasize how cool I think that is. That, like, even though like Rambo Rall just said, there aren't much stakes to this. It's not like the world is online. This isn't even for the tournament, but this it's, fight is literally for nothing but pride. And it feels like the world is on the line, but also like, as far as Reggie is concerned, he's throwing the tournament so that he can do this, right? Well, sort of. He was probably going to pull out of the tournament anyway, right? Well, yeah. Yo, oh, okay, so Reggie, yes. Yes. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, it depends on how fast they can fix it, right? But he's worried that he won't be able to, especially if it gets too damaged. So, Rambaral <laughs> shows up, like, I hope I'm not too late. And Fellini is in the background. He is also Rambaral into this scene. He's like, oh, man, this fight rules. Have you heard them describe it, Rambaral? Because they ain't doing it justice. It rules. <laughs> this fight is all just absolutely amazing. And, and we see, we on see a on a higher <laughs> balcony, Alan is also here to watch. Okay, so how many people are entered into the tournament who are also here? Although, I feel like Fellini is the only one who's actually entered into the tournament. But I love how every time we get a shot of the build strike in this fight, it is steadily more and more beat up. The Zaku Amazing is also frequently beat up, but it doesn't look as damaged. It just gets a lot more like paint. Well, it, it, it looks, the, the build strike looks a lot more beat up because like, obviously with the standard Gundam head, damage is a lot more obvious to it. There's also, Reiji is losing this fight. Reiji is currently losing this fight, yes. He's just been disarmed. Da-dunch. Um, he does a cool swirl thing, backhands a saber, 
goes for a stab. But gets kicked away because Yuji is also a good pilot. In fact, better than Reggie. There's some rad Vulcan fire. As Alan's like, oh man, these kids are like pretty good. I kind of get it. These guys are very, this pair is very, very good. And I do love the like damage HP flashing bars that both sides are starting to get. As Yuji even looks like, oh man, they might get me. It's not just, like he has that look of, oh man, they might get me. But then he like grins like, this is great. Reggie manages to counter disarm him, but that's what actually finally causes the arm that got slashed earlier to just snap off. But then there's an absolutely great animation of the Zaku Amazing just, just firing sh- its revolver point blank into the build strike's face, and blowing I, it out. Yeah, I love how like the face is destroyed, but the head like is still there and the Vulcans are on the side of it so they can still fire as they just like have this incredible close combat that I want like every Gundam grapple to be. That is, I think, my only real problem with this fight is that in that shot there, they showed the rev- like the Zaku Amazing's revolver, and it made it look a lot more snub nose than every other shot. Yep, like it's it a looked, backup revolver. It, it looked like it lost a couple of feet worth of barrel length. They explode, and yep. Sheena like recoils at that. Which I mean. On the one hand, it makes a little bit of sense because she's got to know, especially since she's been building that Zaku, how much work has gone into both of these models. But it turns out they both have transforming backpacks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the boys are like, hey, we're not done yet. We still have our escape pod backpack jet. And Yuki's like, well, I have some Power Rangers bullshit and my destroyed parts can combine into a fighter jet as well. I feel like this was something that he put together after seeing the backpack on the build strike. Quite possible. So the two fighters charge at each other, you know, like happens in anime. And instead of dodging, they just run into each other. Although the uh, build strike core fighter pack actually gets a hit on the Zaku amazing thing. Before they slam into each other and explode. Yep. Cut to the two boys. The Bellagio. (laughs) (laughs) Cut cut to the... uh, Away from the fight, we don't see them leave, but like they're in a train station, Yuki and Alan. And Alan buys him a juice. And a like, sports drink. It's like, oh man, you're amazing. Get those electrolytes back. You're going to need them after that fight. <laughs> you're definitely worthy of assuming the third generation. And Yuki's like, man, I did win, but I didn't feel great about it. I'm aiming higher. No, we're aiming higher. Which is a Both little dismissive. Both sides seem but... to accept that Yuki won that fight. Yeah. But... From what they showed us, it was it looked more like a draw. I assume Yuki's was standing at the end, and that their core fighter was not yep. from this. Especially um, since Say and Reiji are like, man, we lost completely. Well, I, it's just because like both sides have accepted that they that Yuki won the fight. I think part of what we're supposed to read into this though is also that Yuki's been doing it for like several more years than they have. Yeah. So, but I I do love how like Reiji is super satisfied at even though that he lost and all that. And Say kind of comes back with, yeah, but we'll win next time. Yeah, seeing that Gundam X that Mao built and those, and Yuki Zaku amazing made me like, oh man, I want to build some more Gunpla. Anyway, I made a new Gunpla. I do like how Reiji now is kind of like going to apologize for wrecking the build strike. And Say's like, yeah, I probably can't fix it in time for the final round. But did you think I was just sitting around while you were gone? How could I be this smug if I had just been sitting around? <laughs> This is, again, like, very childish, and I kind of love it. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, we have more than one Gunpla. Cut to Reiji being absolutely amazed as Say starts nerding out about the Mark Gundam Mark II. The build Mark II. No, he, starts, he, he now starts yes. nerding out about the Gundam Mark II, but it is a modified 
Gundam Mark II. You see, this Gundam Seed nerd put a Gundam Seed ass backpack on the back of the gun of the uh, Mark II because um, that's who he is. It I looks love rad, how he starts honestly, like, he's nerding out over it. He starts pushing Reiji out of the way. He's, he's like showing it off to Reiji, and he's like so obsessed with his own work that he kicks Reiji out. And Reggie's like, uh, I don't know. It looks cool. We can, at least it'll work. And then they red oni, blue oni, high five. The Mark II is a bit of a weird choice to me, but uh, it's it, because his dad is a Gundam nerd. The Gundam Mark II is the like Gumpla Builders Gumpla. Mark II kits are always just like really good. When there's a new line, almost always the RX 78 is the first one. And so usually the Mark II comes out right about the time that Bandai actually figures out how to actually make those kits good. I can't explain it because I don't really like the design on the Mark II, but building a Mark II is always super satisfying. It just feels a little bit strange because like, because like you said, his, his dad was the original Gundam nerd. It feels more like he should have like a dual Gundam as, as a backup but- or even like a like a freedom Honestly, that's what I thought it was going to be, is that it was going to be a freedom because that's the logical upgrade to the strike. Yeah, right. That, that would make a lot of sense. But like I said, I was being genuine where like I feel like he took this and was like, man, the backpack on the Mark II is weird. It should be a Gundam Seed backpack. I'm just giving this the Duel's backpack. And I'm going to have two laser guns instead of a laser gun and a shotgun. <laughs> it feels like what if the Mark II was in Gundam Seed to me super strongly. We cut to the arena where we see everybody watching Suzaki is watching China and Rall of course Fellini oh there and she Kilala is and her two fanboys I somehow managed to miss her when I watched this there's a huge crowd because it's the finals and says like our opponent is Mr. Kado he's a tournament veteran and Reggie's like that does not sound like an important character to me I've never heard of him I didn't see no Mr. Kado in the I, I do love that say is like I knew you'd respond that way anyway smoke his ass <laughs> I feel like this is a, uh, we're, we're just going to brush over our victory on this one. Not as much as you think, but it definitely has that feel. And I love this about Gundam Build Fighters, that it can be like, yeah, we only have 25 episodes. We don't need to waste time on this. We just, <laughs> you just saw them face Yuki. We don't need to waste time on this. We do need no. to show off the Build Mark II a little bit to sell a couple of playsets and toys, though. It is great that they just go ahead and do that because it's, it's a timing thing, right? Like, it, it's an easy way to just paste over time. Yeah, the episode ends on the build Mark II launching, and that's it. But wait, there's more. So we cut to a car. Oh, this. Okay. Where they are watching the finals, and this guy is like, I can't believe you keep bowed out. Hey, girl in the back, watch this. You may have to fight one of these guys. And she's just like, the white one is going to win. It has that pro-tag energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and this is the. This looks like the Cubalase pilot. Which I think is also like a really efficient way to just skip that fight. Yep. Just having this person be like, yeah, they're going to win. Duh. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a good... Yeah, it's the finals. It feels like it should be impressive. But really, the important fight was with the Zaku Amazing, which isn't in the tournament anymore. So just skipping over it and going into what's actually important. To be clear, we are going to get this fight in the next episode. But it feels ah. like we could just skip it. And oh, I think okay. that might be better. So yeah, pretty good episode. I really liked it. Any final thoughts we have other than that good? That fight is freaking amazing. They clearly put some budget into that. No, pretty much everything about this. Like, I just had enough of Reiji moping when Yuki shows up and challenges him to a fight. Um, it's got really good timing, just in general. I mean, this, this episode has a lot of good stuff. Rinko being, you know, <laughs> absolutely <Rinko>. great. <laughs> Rambaral pointing out, like, you know, small stakes is why we, everybody can be so serious about everything. The fight, like I said, is great. 
So do you have a high point, Tyler? You're a little spoiled for choice. Specifically, it's the shot of the Zaku Amazing unloading two rounds into the Build Strike's face. That's pretty good, Zach. Well, and also, specifically, there's a scene right afterwards where the uh, Build Strike attempts to rebut, and it's just got two flaming eye sockets <laughs> from where its head is falling apart. I think I have to go with the Zaku Amazing like taking a big old swing with its... Uh, like heat machetes coming through the smoke. When it does that, like two arm swing. Yeah. I mean, we're all going to be very specific fight moments. Mine is when it grabs the beam rifle and is like compressing it inward. I mean, that's the fight is just like all amazing. I think I would give a runner up to a Rinko peeping on them. in The the airbrush room. I also like, I think it's because the fight is where like all of the emotion is. Now the Rinko stuff would definitely take top, position for me if that fight wasn't as good as it is. I also really like Say and Sheena talking about Reiji while they're airbrushing because like Say so clearly has a read on Reiji and Reiji thinks he's like being a very serious deep teenager and Say is like dude you're you're a teenager. Um <laughs> you're an open book. I can I, I've already got you pegged. Okay, hard mode. You have a yep. low point Tyler. Sometimes I'm not watching Gundam Build Fighters and that's sad. <laughs> Oh, also, this isn't the best episode. It's not even close. <laughs> what is my least favorite part of this episode? It is probably just Reiji moping around the arcade district. I think it is a necessary scene, but, like, I didn't personally enjoy it, which is not a very strong criticism, but... Zach? Again, we're not talking, like, a. I mean, we're going from, like, Everest to Pike's Peak here. We're not talking a huge dip, but... Reiji, like, yelling at Say over, like, don't ever mention him to me again. Hey, what kid wants an Ashimer and thinks that's <laughs> the cool mobile suit they should battle with? Is this just the one he picked because he didn't want any of his cool Gundams to get broken? I could actually see that, just building a bunch of side suits and then only battling with those so that my the ones I put a lot of energy into don't get broken. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? Man, I'd, I... It, All three of them are so good. And Rinko's here, too. And Rinko's here, too. Um... Jeez. You know, I, I think it's actually going to be safe for just how strong a read he has on Reiji this episode. Zach? Zach? I think it's got to be safe for like the same reason. He's got Reiji absolutely pegged. He is very, he is good friend say, you know, he's like, I'm your partner. I got this. Definitely with an honorable mention to Rinko, though. Yeah, I guess I'll make it unanimous with say. I also love like he's also so mature in this, but at the end he can't like He's like act so smug and you just know he thinks he looks like anime cool pushing his glasses uh-huh. up. But like we have a more objective view of him just being like, ha, ha, ha. like Weevil underwitting it a bit. All according to Keikaku. Yes. <laughs> Do we want to put the build strike on the list? It it's, endures for a while. I would argue it eventually evolves into a second mobile suit, but this feels like the full build strike to me. Yeah, sure. Team. Yeah, sure. It makes sense to me. So you guys were pretty cool on it when it was first introduced. You know, it hasn't grown I on me a whole lot. I still kind of am. Like, I think I like it more than the standard strike. I miss its variable output rifle, and I'm sad it got replaced with the dumb one that got destroyed this episode. I don't think its color scheme is great, but I like I keep harping on, I love that it has the freedom shoulders, and I really like those two guns on the backpack that really get shown off this episode. I do think mostly on color scheme, it's worse than the AL strike. I think I agree. Um, I also like the asymmetry of the AL strike pretty well. I think I would agree with that as well. I also think it's slightly worse color scheme wise than the strike rouge. Yeah, because I, the rouge is rouge. Um. I like I actually really do like the color scheme on the rouge as weird as that might sound. I do like it more than the Aegis, though. 
Yeah. I don't. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one. Yeah. I could be swayed either way. I don't have a good argument. The Aegis has the dumb foot lasers. They're not even like, he's got foot beam sabers. Yeah, foot beam sabers is what I, what I'm referring to. Which are rad. It can turn into a crab. That's my argument. Fuck you, Cannon. Yep. This Um, one just carries one. This one has a backpack that is an escape jet. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got to give it to the Aegis because it's a stupid escape jet. Wait, to the Aegis? I'm kidding. No, I think the build strike, I think I'd put above the Aegis. So final question, better or worse than the Gundam heavy arms? You know I'm better every day of the week, and you, Zach, is worse every day of the week, so. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Better or worse? I think I like the build strike better than the heavy arms. I think uh, it, I mean, obviously, I really like the heavy arms, but I think I like the heavy arms, like, overall red color scheme more than the build And strike that's really scheme. the thing, is I like the heavy arms color scheme, but in terms of, like, overall design, it's it's the build strike. So the build strike is at number 53 below the strike rouge and above the Gundam heavy arms. And that will do it for this week. Next week, we get a beach episode with the middle schoolers. Yay! <laughs> we will be back with world-level ability. Anything else you guys want to say about this episode before it's, like, in the books? If this isn't the best episode, what is the it? hell is the best one? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, no, it's just heckin' rad, so. Podcast ended. <laughs>